This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. This is Wish Up on a Stardom, the world's only podcast devoted exclusively to world wonder ring stardom wrestling. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron Bentley, and I'm joined by Aaron Taub. Aaron, are you excited for Mayu versus Kagetsu? Yeah, I think it's going to be a big match. Obviously, um, pulling for Kagetsu, ob- you know, I think we all see Uedo Tai as, you know, Antifa, right? It's a collective group in struggle together against the, uh, you know, obviously counter-revolutionary monarchists in Queen's Quest and, uh, you know, the boss's favorites in, uh, you know, the Stardom main army. So I think we're really excited for it and uh, just hope to see uh, Kagetsu continue to, to struggle and, and win. Yeah, well, it's hard, right? Because the politics lead me one way. I'm a big Mayu stand, so that's really tough for me. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, everybody in the uh, in the bourgeoisie trying to figure out which way to go. Mm. Well, you know, yeah, I think that uh, you can't go wrong either way. Uh, we got two great wrestlers coming up. And uh, yeah, let's let's move on to the uh, the gauntlet tag match. I think we're really, really looking forward to the Jungle Army to see what they've got going on. <laughs> All right, the Jungle well- Liberation Army. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Evolves, uh, the world's only podcast devoted mostly to Evolve Wrestling. Uh, Aaron Bentley here, here with Aaron Taub. Wanted to, uh, you know, give you guys a little preview of what might have happened this week. I mean, it was touch and go there for a minute with AT and I. Some kind of uh, rough shows that we're going to get to with Evolve 108 and 109. And, you know, uh, maybe a different world is possible, AT. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is, uh, you know, I think that, uh, jokes aside, I think that this is probably the most down on this promotion that I've been since we started doing this podcast. Um, it was like, it was like all the wrestling was good. Nothing, it wasn't bad. It just feels like this promotion is kind of rudderless right now. And it feels like there's no clear hierarchy of guys It feels like the storylines are very like booking one show to the next and very thrown together. It doesn't feel like they're the wrestlers are sort of moving along sort of long term narrative arcs so much as it's like um, uh, we're going to do a triple threat match next week. So like these three guys need to have like an altercation. Um, I don't know. It feels really like. if if Evolve is to be a feeder promotion for WWE, in a sense, this is great preparation 
for guys to just go through totally meaningless storylines where wins and losses don't matter and they win one week and they lose the next and like, you know, it, you know, nothing matters because that's, that's, it's so strange that we have a new evolved champion and I feel like nothing happened on this weekend. Yeah. I think there are three things that are kind of playing into this right now. And one of course is that they lost uh, Keith Lee and Zach Sabre Jr. So they had a, a big blow there. Two, I think, is that Gabe is – I think we're in a one of those ruts that Gabe sometimes gets into with uh, creative, or it's that he has this new gig and he's just stretched too thin, but he doesn't seem to be uh, strongly pushing things forward in this promotion. But third is they just don't have the roster to do four shows in such a short period of time. And so it, it's really like two shows stretched into four. I think it felt that way this weekend. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it, they definitely like did not have a deep enough roster to book four shows worth of meaningful matches. And it really kind of showed on these on this weekend of shows. But even then, it's like. You know, they have a deep enough roster to do two meaningful I mean, and it also just feels like the, it just feels like, yeah, the lack of creativity is really sort of starting to show. Um, And we'll talk about it more, but you can look up and down this roster and see guys where it's like they could have gone somewhere with them and then they did it. And now there's no reason to care about them. Right. It's the same thing that we've talked about probably the entire run of this show, which is that there's no real brand here. There's no real thing to grab you about Evolve or to separate it from other promotions. I mean, there at least for a while, the wrestling, we could always count on the wrestling being really good. And I don't know that there was a, there wasn't a great match on these shows. There were good matches. Right. There were some very good matches and yeah. And like, borderline great but nothing that in like a world of great matches is like i'm gonna nothing like the walter darby match for instance which i thought was phenomenal on a uh, uh, last month's shows and and yeah. i think that like um yeah the wrestling quality is not where it was and the storytelling is not where it was you know because even there were there were times where it was like you had interesting things going on with the and now it just feels like it feels like there's two guys to care about in this promotion, Darby Allen and Shane Strickland, and the rest of the guys. It's like, you know, they've sort of like booked them into oblivion, and it just feels aimless and meandering, and yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the brand stuff is one thing. It's always been a problem, and it cracked me up when Gabe Zapolsky tweeted out, like, I guess it was last month. I think it was between our shows or when I wasn't really uh, around. And he was like, what should the slogan for Evolve be? <laughs> he just posted on Twitter. And then everyone just dunked on him relentlessly. And then he still didn't have anything because he came back and was like, we posted this last week and there were like a lot of jokers. But like, seriously, what should our slogan be? It is just, it's just, yeah, there's, yeah, there isn't really a cohesive identity. Um, I will say that the promotion looked better visually than it's looked in a long time, especially at the ECW arena. 
like the aesthetics were that of a major league promotion, which was nice. But um, it, yeah, it just feels, yeah, it feels like this promotion doesn't have an identity. The wrestling is not like the highest caliber. It's good, but it's not like right now it's, it's not like there aren't a lot of blow away. There weren't like blow away matches this week. And I also feel like they've sort of kind of like, it doesn't feel like it feels like everything is just thrown together. And like, they're not like, like, I think it would really help them to pick one show at some point a few months down the line and be like, this is going to be our big show and we're going to build towards three big matches. And it doesn't really feel like it's happening right now. And some of that may be that they're losing guys. And some of it just feels like, like there are things creatively on these shows where you're just like, all right, this was, you know, this was not really given a ton of thought. So. Yeah. And I think that lack of creativity just filters down to the wrestlers. It's like, well, if nobody else cares to put the thought into this, <laughs> you know, how much energy should I be putting into this match? Not that it felt like guys weren't putting their all into it. It's just that it wasn't at the level that uh, that we expect from this promotion. Right. Like, if you were Jaka, why would you try? Like, not right. to say he looked bad on this weekend or anything like that, oh, but just good. like, if you were a guy who like had those that series with Zack Sabre Jr., you had something going on, and then you and your tag team partner got stuck in sort of the endless thing with the end that never really built anything super meaningful and nothing happened with it. Like, I don't know. Why would you give a shit? Right. And it it feels like the it feels like they've really leaned into the identity of, well, we feed people to the WWE. But like that's not interesting. And it's certainly, if it ever was interesting in the idea of, oh, I get to see somebody kind of before they go to the big leagues, it's like, well, everybody goes now. So you don't actually have to be that special to to make it to NXT anymore. Um, so that, that's not interesting in any way. And they leave behind a lot of, they take people who aren't special and leave behind a lot of really good guys. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I don't know, just who cares? I couldn't care less about that. Right. Yeah. And And it's just like, with them losing Riddle, or it seems like they're about to lose Riddle, right? I mean, maybe it's going to be Darby, but even Darby's not quite at the level. Like, when you had Zack Sabre Jr. or Chris Hero in the promotion, there was always one guy on the card who was going to have a standout match. Like, if you paid to see Zack Sabre Jr. or or Chris Hero, you were paying, you were going to get your money's worth as, like, they were as, like, wrestlers and live performers. And now there's, like, no one on the card who's, like, guaranteed to have, like, a great match. Or maybe it's Darby. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I feel like Darby's, like, getting there. And Darby's, like, more and more, I'm, like, this is a major league wrestler. This is an elite wrestler. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Let's talk. You know, I, I never want us to be the guys who just bitch and moan the whole show. Like, that was never my intention when we made this podcast. Um, so going to try to not be terrible on this show, but uh, feel pretty down. Yeah, uh, just to let everybody know, we are going to review Evolve 108 and 109. Then we're going to preview Evolve 110 and 111 coming up this weekend in Chicago and Detroit. Uh, I'm actually going to be at the Chicago show, so that should be fun. 
Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more when we get there. But yeah, I don't want to be down on everything, but we do have to be honest about you know what we thought and what we saw. I think we're usually pretty positive on this show, despite what some of our Twitter followers say. Uh, but I think we're usually pretty positive. So uh, we might balance that out a little today. So let's start Evolve 108 uh, last Saturday in Philadelphia. Uh, I was out of town this weekend, so I kind of caught them all later, unfortunately. And that may have played in a little bit to my takes on the show, because I did see some people who enjoyed them uh, more than I did. But uh, the big news coming out of Evolve 108, uh, as AT mentioned earlier, Shane Strickland defeated Matt Riddle with the JML driver to win the Evolve championship. I guess, well, let's talk about the match first, AT. What did you think of this uh, match, you know, just in the bell-to-bell context? I thought it was, like, very good, but it went on too long. Or, like, I thought that there was, like, good heat. You had, you know, Strickland beating up Riddle in front of his kids. You, they did a good job. They continued to do a good job of getting Riddle, uh, getting Strickland over as, like, a huge asshole um, who's, like, really mean in a way that... And just, like, he's just a mean guy, a, a bad guy in a way that, like, we haven't really had an Evolve since Ethan Page. I guess someone who's just like a shitty person. Um, And so I thought it was good and it was intense and, you know, it was a good sort of hardcore match. But I also thought that like the much more powerful ending would have been to end the match after he hit the four consecutive double stomps. Like that to me was the finish. That's like, after that it's overkill. And also it's like sort of like a great, narrative thing of like he just destroyed him he just stomped him four times in a row and that's the end um and then they kept going and they did you know the double stomp off the ladder through the table which was cool but then like riddle kicked out of that too and you're just like okay like it it just felt like um it felt like if the match ended with the four double stomps it would have been great and then the way that it actually ended with kind of like the double stomp through the table and then Riddle kicking out and him powering up. And then, you know, the finish, like the crowd went nuts for the finishing stretch. So you can't like shit on it too much. And it was exciting at the very end, but it also felt like, like narratively it sort of like took on kind of the worst, you know, excesses of kind of indie style. Right. Well, I think that's interesting. I mean, that's, True, but for me, it was almost like, and maybe this is indie style, I don't know, but it felt too much like the uh, Gargano-Champa matches. Right. In that it was excessive, it was too long, and Shane Strickland was being, I, I thought it uh, veered into melodrama at times, the stuff that sure. Strickland was doing. Because there was a lot of real brutality in the match, and especially when you got whatever the injury that Matt Riddle suffered was, that really helped, obviously, the blood everywhere. And Strickland continuing to work that hand, although like very clearly trying to avoid that pinky if possible, which I thought was funny. But, you know, I get that. Uh, so there was a lot that I liked about it, but it was a little much for me at times. Uh, one thing that I thought was interesting was before the match, Lenny Leonard said the biggest prize in Evolve Wrestling is on the line. So, you know, we've kind of talked about the fact that the Evolve Championship is clearly bigger than the WWN title at this point. But I don't know that the promotion has said something like that uh, until that line by Lenny. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, they contradicted it the next night because after Joey Janela 
retained the next night, Lenny Leonard also said, you know, Joey Janela like stands atop, you know, the the World Wrestling Network. Hmm. So, I mean, look, whatever, it doesn't matter. The Evolve Championship <laughs> is the real world championship. We all the WWN that. Championship is like, who knows what it is. It's like a fake thing. I mean, it might matter a little more now that Janela has it, but I, I just, you know, it is what it is. They need to they need to merge these titles yesterday. And I don't know what the fuck they're doing and why they carry on with this. Like everyone hates it. Nobody likes it. There's no one in the world who watches the promotion who's like, oh, this is cool that they have these two titles where one of them doesn't really matter. It's like, what is taking them so long to do? They've already done like I feel like several champion versus champion matches. It's like, just fucking merge the titles, get it over with, and like make your world championship really mean something. The other thing I couldn't figure out about this match was why um, they've been playing up this story that Riddle ha- doesn't have friends in the back. But then the story became that, well, nobody in the back likes Strickland. And I wasn't sure if the point was just like, that's why nobody's coming out to like inter- intervene while Strickland is destroying Riddle. I just found all that very odd because, you know, Riddle should have been like just the pure white meat baby face, I guess, in this feud. But they kept putting over this idea that uh, Riddle wasn't well liked in the back. Yeah, well, that was like last month. Right. I know. You know, you can't really expect this promotion to really <laughs> carry right now. You can't really expect them to carry over things from month to month. And it feels like every weekend is sort of it's isolated thing and they do we'll talk more about this in a little little bit but they do a lot of like telling without showing yeah like they'll push something on commentary but not really show it to you in in the way the performers act and uh yeah i think that was it's like yeah no one likes riddle but obviously strickland is less well liked yeah, I don't know. You want to go through the post-match angle? Yeah, yeah. Was uh, there anything else you wanted to say about the match? Well, I, I just, no, it's just like, we'll, we'll get to this afterward. So Strickland gets on the mic, uh, complains about the locker room not coming out to congratulate him, threatens that he's going to delay the show and ruin the progress show coming up next if everybody doesn't come out. So the locker room does slowly start to walk out, or at least some guys do. Uh, and Strickland walks up the ramp and basically... Uh, talks trash to everybody that he runs into, starts with Saev al-Sabah, goes on to John Davis. There's an interaction with Darby, and then uh, Anthony Henry, J.D. Drake, and Tracy Williams. This was all kind of hard for me to follow because the audio was so bad. Um, I was actually pretty impressed with the notes that you uh, took here because I really, at times, just didn't know what was going on between it. I just, I mean, I got the sense of what was happening, but it was hard to hear. Yeah, I didn't catch it all the first time. I went back and rewatched it this morning and sort of like paid close attention to his mouth and like went back. Yeah. Um, you also had the one dude yelling like very loudly, not my champ, which is oh, kind of what it was. Yeah. There was just a guy just like shouting his lungs out, not my champ, which couldn't figure out what he was saying. Was like a moment of like, I don't know, the Philly crowd was, I don't know, they were them. But like this was like I, everyone they, like this was annoying, but it was funny. It was like annoying in a funny way. Um, and yeah, I thought that this was like 
Um, I feel I think this angle made Strickland look like a star, but it also made all the other guys look like losers. Like he's just walking down the ramp to a bunch of other pro wrestlers, shit like telling John Davis like fucking, you know, the thing I learned from you is to quit when it gets hard, and like none of these dude these dudes just like don't do anything. He just walks by untouched like shit talking them. No one gets a word in back. Um, you know, he has the stare down with Saeed Al Sabah, um, who was like the guy leading the charge out of the locker room. Um, and it also like two things, the three things happen in this angle. One is that it made Strickland look like a star, which I, which is good. They should do that. The other is it made the other guys look kind of like dorks. And the third thing is that it really exposed like, how thin this promotion is like the baby face locker room. It's like Al Sabah, a dude who had just had his second match in the promotion. You know, it's Tracy Williams, a guy who was a heel for a long time and loses basically all of his big matches. It's, you know, JD Drake and Anthony Henry, who are like, I guess promising up and comers. Although Henry just lost in the opening match of this show. Um, John Davis, a guy who's like, you know, it's like Darby Allen and a bunch of guys who are like mid-tier guys at best, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I guess they, they kept, they did keep, you know, they kept Janela and AR Fox out of this, which is good. So, I, right. so it's, maybe it's not, maybe it's unfair to say exposed how thin they are, but it definitely no, I don't think it is. You looked at it and you're like, uh, this is the Evolve arm. This is like Evolve Sekigun, you know? This is the Evolve army. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I guess the, in part they were trying to set up Strickland versus Al Sabah for the next night. Although, as we'll discuss, that didn't happen. So yeah. that was part of this, I suppose. Anyway, I'm sure we'll talk more about uh, Shane Strickland as champion. But let's go back to the beginning of the card and work our way through. Uh, Saiv Al Sabah in the opener defeated Anthony Henry. With his move, the Hidden Colors, which is like a springboard blockbuster type uh, maneuver. Uh, I don't know. I was so I was high on Al Sabah coming out of the last weekend. He was a lot of fun in the four way. But as we said on previous shows, like, well, but let's wait to see what he can do in singles matches. As soon as he came out, I was like, hmm, this guy doesn't look even as cool as he did last time. There was something different about his gear. I haven't gone back to look at the previous shows to see what it was, but I was like already kind of down, more down on him when he came out. And then the match was like uh, okay at best. It was like three quarter speed in my classic um, criticism. Saeed Al Sabah was not compelling on top. <laughs> and, and Anthony Henry just kept begging the crowd to get into his comeback and they did not care. And the match didn't earn it. I mean, so really, you couldn't blame the crowd for that. So, I don't know. It was okay. I thought the crowd was into it. Um, you know, I thought that, yeah, it seemed like they started booing Al Sabah pretty much, um, you know, right when he came came out. You know, I don't know what the Philadelphia crowd didn't like about him. But the uh, they, they seemed to get behind Anthony Henry. And I think that, um. Yeah, the finish was kind of botched. Like Al Sabah was like sort of 
badly exposed on this weekend. Um, and it was clear if you like watch the four way, you're like, this is a guy with a cool look. He's got some cool moves and he does some impressive things. But like some of those dives are not as like, uh, you know, there's a degree of effort. You know, it's not like when you watch Ricochet do a dive. I mean, not to like, that's an unfair to, standard to hold him to. But like, you know, when you see a, a real elite high flyer, it looks very easy. And when you looked at some of his dives, they did not look easy. They looked hard. Um, and, and it turns out they were hard. <laughs> yeah. And there were some thought there was the finish was kind of was kind of botched. And um, the match was just choppy and sort of disjointed. And also it's like, you build up Anthony Henry with the big win over Timothy Thatcher next month. And then the next night out, the next show, he's losing in the opening match. Like, did you build him up to feed him to Al Sabah? And if so, I think that that's like a very bad overestimate. Like, overestimate. Wow. <laughs> Overestimation of where Al Sabah is at right now. And. And if not, like, why did you do that? Why did you have Anthony Henry beat Timothy Thatcher, a longtime Evolve champion, a big international star, only to lose in the first match on the next show? It's like, why should we give a shit who wins and loses matches when, yeah, it doesn't make, I mean, maybe they're just, maybe it's because, like, a heel turn is coming for Henry, so they don't feel like they need to. I I don't get it, because they also have been sort of, like, pushing on commentary that he has like a short fuse, even though it seems like he's just like aggressive in the way that wrestlers are aggressive because pro wrestling is a simulated fight. So I don't really, you know, I don't really know what they're doing with Anthony Henry here. No, me either. So let's move on to the next match. Yeah. Uh, Perot defeated Tommy Maserati. Tommy Maserati. <laughs> with a power slam. Uh, the skull came out to Here Comes the Hot Stepper by Eni Kamozi in tribute to Public Enemy. Uh, if you've ever not been sure whether Philly sucks, they were dead quiet when the skull came out, which is like all you've ever needed to know about the city. Mm. I feel like we have like listeners in Philly. <laughs> we want to be nice to them. Uh, the next match was a four-way. Uh, J.D. Drake pinned Odinson uh, with like a double underhook brain buster or something like that. Uh, the four-way uh, also included Josh Briggs and John Davis. Uh, I kind of like this. I thought everybody got a chance to shine. I thought it was interesting that Drake won, uh, you know, with Josh Briggs being in the match. And it looks like they might have some interest in Odinson. Hard to say. Um but I, I honestly, I thought John Davis looked as good as anybody in the match. Yeah, I thought that everyone looked. I thought that this was good. It was a good. It, it was big lads wrestling. I thought it was action packed. They had that really cool like suplex, the triple suplex backdrop spot. Right? It was. It was like. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You know what I'm talking about? Oh this yeah, the classic. <laughs> Look. I'm not a guy who's great with spatial relations. I'm not good at object manipulation. So when there's like a lot of shapes and space happening, as was happening in this thing where it was like, hold on, I'm going to try to read my notes. Wild suplex by Davis, where Briggs and Odinson were stacked on each other. Um, So it was like one guy had the other guy on his shoulders 
like he was about to do like kind of like a Samoan drop, and then the other guy like suplexed him. Davis yeah, suplexed one of the guys. That's a fair he, description. Yeah, yeah. That was good. This is a fun match, and uh, clearly they're getting JD Drake ready to wrestle Walter. Uh, you know, um, next week and or this weekend, and he looked good in both matches. So maybe they're pushing JD Drake, or maybe he'll get beat twice next weekend and we'll forget about it. <laughs> I guess my problem is this. I like JD Drake. I like Anthony Henry. I don't know that I have much interest in watching a promotion where those are the top guys. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I want to give him a chance. You want to give guys shots to like, or you want to give them a chance. You don't want to write people off. We wrote JD Drake off once. And we were wrong. Sure. But, but I don't know. Let's, I'll wait and see. But I definitely, but yeah, no. J.D. Drake and Anthony Henry at this moment in time are not Zack Sabre Jr. and Keith Lee. Right. They're both very good. And I enjoy watching them. I, I like them being part of this promotion. I'm just worried that they're like the next tier of guys to go to. Yeah. It's, it's a little scary as a fan of the promotion. The next match uh, was pro- for me the best match of the night. Uh, Darby Allen defeated Austin Theory with uh, the Last Supper. Did you like it as much as I did? I thought it was solid. I didn't love it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it seemed like the crowd was yeah, crowd was behind Darby. This was a match. I pro- I probably should have rewatched this match. I was um. I was eating pizza during it and wings, and so I was focusing on the play a lot. But I was like watching sure. the match, but I probably should have like gone back and like watched it more closely. But I liked it okay. Like this whole show felt like everything was like solid, and it just kind of flew by until the main event. Yeah, I mean, well, when I say it, I thought it was the best match of the night, I had it rated at three and a half. So I mean, it's not even like I thought it was a blowaway match. I just yeah. thought it was good, very yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, Darby is it very good. Uh, yeah, Darby's great. Yeah. And Theory is better, obviously, like everybody. When he's in there with somebody who can kind of lead him along. Yeah. Uh, I will say, I don't get into all his character stuff, but he's starting to find some things that are entertaining. Like, he got barely a two count early on in the Derby match and then told the ref that that was five <laughs> instead of that was three, which That's I thought was it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, so, I don't know. All right, uh, A.R. Fox defeated Joey Janela with the Fox Catcher. The first big pop of the night, Joey Janela coming out. The guy is undeniably a huge star. He's the idealized gamer, is what I posted <laughs> and what I stand by in the sense that, like, all right, so Matt Riddle is, like, a masculine archetype of a certain kind. He's the person that like some fans wish wish they were. But Joey Janela is like the idealized version of the people that the fans already are. Like he has bad facial hair. He's not in great shape. He's like kind of a huge dork. Um, But he has like a stunning partner and he's a champion and he's a great wrestler and he is cool to you know, he's cool in his way. Right. 
I, I was so, saying and on then, the and then our our you know our good friend you know Derek in Kosovo confirmed this theory. Um, hold on, let me just uh, I, pull I it up. I literally Twitter. cannot wait for this. I do, I'm not aware of this post, so I'm very excited about it. Oh, yeah. Well, he um, hold on, I'm trying to find it because we have so many mentions. You know, because yeah, of how popular fun. we are. Just yeah, yeah. Scroll that... through. Um, let's let's see what we got here. Hold on, where is I'm it? I'm glad we didn't like prepare this or. Yeah. About in any way, we were just like, yeah. See how it comes out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I found it. So he tweeted at Joey Janela, dude. I love your dad bod beer gut. It gives dork losers like myself hope they could score hot babes and get tossed off rooftops. Thanks a budge. <laughs> Legit. Oh my God. So, um, um, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So I kind of uh, nailed it. You did. You perfectly nailed it. Actually. That's, that's, um, that's why people come to this show. You know, we're bad in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways, this is a bad show. But, (laughs) you know, but I feel like we really, we're really deep inside the mindset of the other nerds. And uh, you want kind of like a real good, you know, anthropological study (laughs) of like, of like indie wrestling fans and like watching the show in Philadelphia you're like oh yeah this is this is a Philadelphia indie wrestling crowd you know what I mean <laughs> just looking around like on 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 your club WWN um yeah okay um you made the point last week that Lenny was starting to do some like WWE commentary yeah which I noticed more and more of this weekend the, but the worst thing that I'm fine with most of it, it's fine. But the worst thing that he did was refer to Chris Hero as Cassius Ono. Yeah. When he was talking about a match that happened in Evolve, it was that was very lame. I yeah. love Lenny. Uh, if you're listening, Lenny, I love you. But the guy was, his name was Chris Hero when he was there. I just don't look like that. That's all. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this match was fine. Yeah, it was solid. This was a match, another match. That I was like, this is just an indie match. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like this is a match you would watch at FWE, you know, RIP FWE. And it would be like, you'd go to the match and it'd be like two guys, you know, and they'd have like a good match. Yeah, it's just weird that it was like AR Fox just straight up beat Janela. There was nothing weird about it or uh, quirky about it. He just flat out beat him. Yeah. Which I wasn't crazy about. I mean, I, I really like AR Fox, but this guy just came in and won the title. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's but crazy. it doesn't mean anything. It's a fake title. And sure. that was last month. Yeah, or, you know, yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah, no, it's like, would I have my new, ch- like, would I have my new champion that my new big star get pinned like right after winning the championship? Probably not. But. Yeah, you know they gotta. Yeah, and then the post match, you know, Austin Theory came out and attacked Joey Janela, and Penelope got in Theory's face, and Janela attacked both Theory and Fox for no other reason than like sort of the transparent 
like deuce ex machina of setting up a triple threat match where they have all their valets involved. Um, you know, Ayla Fox got in Joey Janela's face, Penelope pump kicked her, uh, and then Penelope and Janela kissed. It was just like sort of a very paint by numbers, like Monday Night Raw, like we're setting up a confrontation. It's I, whatever. Um, Joey Janela put over the Philadelphia crowd and pointed out that some of the same people from the ECW arena, um, you know, which was nice of him. Sure. And, and he's, the- he was good as like the ambassador, WWN's ambassador to Philadelphia. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, and then in the semi-main, which is the uh, the match we haven't talked about yet from this card, Doom Patrol retained the Evolved Tag Team titles uh, when they defeated TK Cooper and Tracy Williams. Dickinson pinned TK Cooper with a roll-up after Jaka kicked him square in the gut. Um, I haven't talked about this much throughout this show, but I, I kind of felt like a lot of these matches were slow, just like slowly paced and uh, uh, not as much energy as I'd hoped for. And I thought this was another match that was kind of slow. It was a little bit sloppy. You know, narratively, I didn't really feel like it got going. Um, so it was kind of a tough way for this because I was looking forward to it. Obviously, I, I love Doom Patrol. Um, and I thought that this would be a, a good thing for for Tracy. But it's, it just didn't work. Yeah. It was all right. I have very little recollection of it. I'm looking at my notes now. I thought, oh, yeah. So I think that Tracy Williams uh, did an all right job. He had good facial expressions. Um, also, I forgot to write in our notes that, yeah, like Tr- Stokely Hathaway grabbed, uh, I guess, either Tracy or TK. He, there was a little interference right before the finish. Um, but yeah, this was, this was fine, but unremarkable, I think. Right. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, and then after the match, uh, Tracy laid out, uh, Dom Guarini and Stokely Hathaway ran away, which will become uh, relevant again the next night. Uh, one thing I didn't say about the post-match, uh, from the main event earlier when we were talking about it was, uh, the biggest baby face turn so far for Tracy was, the uh, kill your local dog fighter t-shirt, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, was good. He wore it again the next night. Yeah. Now that's Praxis. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. When it's like, Oh, this, I just got this new shirt and it's so cool. I'm going to wear it two days in a row. Really respect that. Yeah. Okay. Evolve 109 Sunday in Massachusetts. I uh, got started with Anthony Henry defeating John Davis with a bridging pin that was definitely botched. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I really like this match. Um, As I wrote in my, this is funny because of what we're going to tell you later. uh, I wrote in my notes, imagine running guys like Kincaid out there for months uh, when Davis is sitting on the bench and has excellent matches with everyone. Hmm. Well, (laughs) <laughs> That's funny that you said that. But yeah, I thought that this was solid. This is pretty good. Um, the finish the finish was botched. Uh, oh, yeah. Where it was like, yeah, Henry just like couldn't get the bridge in, but the ref was counting anyway. So it was like, yeah. But it was good. And um, the post-match kind of seemed like it was self-defeating in the yeah. sense that Davis just laid out Anthony Henry and said that, 
you know, Henry may have won the match, but he won the fight. And I guess they just did that so that they could have like a personal issue for, you know, the next weekend of shows. Um, Because it's like, does John Davis of all people really need to get his heat back? Right. I mean, come on. And and after Anthony Henry lost in the opening match the night before, and then won with like a bridging pin that wasn't properly executed. Like, I feel like him get like he could have used a even the clean win by pinfall like that. Like, like could he just have that? <laughs> right. Because to me, Davis is perfect as like a mid card gatekeeper. Right. Where it's like he beats all the guys who are on the low card, but anybody who's mid card, slightly above mid card, should beat him. Right. And Henry, I think it was perfect for him to just get a nice solid win over a guy like John Davis, but. We but it's hard to it. know who should beat who in this promotion right now with, like, anyone. Right. There's no real... De- like, all of these guys could win and lose to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, except for, like, maybe, like, Matt Riddle and, like, I guess Darby Allen. And obviously Shane Strickland. But even then, I mean, yeah, we just saw the WWN champion lose to AR Fox. AR Fox got right. pushed very strong this weekend. He won three matches. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah. Who uh, knows? Speaking of AR Fox, he ends up in the next match where he defeats Saif Al-Sabah uh, with pinfall after the low main pain. This was supposed to be Al-Sabah versus Strickland. But Swerve came out, said he hurt his ankle, stomping the soul out of Matt Riddle and would not be able to compete. Um, I hope he was actually injured because otherwise this was just kind of a, it was kind of lame. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't very good. It was fine. It was okay. Yeah. Al-Sabah botched like his big dive that got him over last time. Yeah. Uh, Oh, man. It was weird because the whole setup was bizarre, right? Because AR Fox ends up outside of the ring and the Skulk are all holding him. And they do a complete circle around the ring. I thought they were just trying to carry him over to the ramp side so there would be more room for the dive. But instead, they went all the way around. Al Sabah bounces into the ropes nearest them as if he's going to go ahead and do the dive there. And then he's like, oh, wait, I need really need to get a better run and jump. It was just all such, oh, the setup was so preposterous, and then he botched it on top of that, so it just wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, not great. And, uh, yeah, you're like, what are they trying to do with him? Like, this wasn't, like, the kind of, like, close loss that gets him over. Right. But they had him beat Henry the night before, who it seemed like they were trying to get behind, but now they're maybe not. And they're maybe trying to get behind Al Sabah, but then it didn't really work here because he didn't really look that great in defeat. Right. Um, whatever. The most interesting thing to me about this match was that Strickland was not all that over when he came out. Right. Uh, so even as as champ, and it was a pretty hot crowd, they didn't really seem to care about Strickland. And so that's concerning, I think. So the next match uh was the Skulk versus the end. Uh, the end kind of ran out at the end of the match and it just bled into this match with AR Fox taking part in this uh, six man tag. Also ultimately AR Fox pinned Drennan 
with the 450 splash. Uh, I like this a lot. A lot of fun. Uh, the end <laughs> loses to the freaking skulk, which is uh, funny. But I feel like they should use the skulk like this more. Like every opening match should basically be a six man with with the skulk. Yeah, this was fun. Um, but also, yeah, the ender losers. You know, they yes. come out before the match. They clean house. You know, they beat every everyone up. And kind of like the night before where it's like they beat a bunch of people up and then they like lose a match. Like they lose to the Skulk. Like you would yeah. think that you could have like who was in this match. Um, yeah. Like someone could have pinned Leon Ruff, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. The end are losers. But they're good. But, you know, next month they're going to come out and beat a bunch of beat up a bunch of like toss a bunch of guys around and they're going to try to convince us that they're big and imposing and scary. And, uh, you know, until the next time they lose clean to, you know, a team that includes, you know, a couple guys who are like students and just like kind of getting it, you know, getting into the promotion is whatever it's, yeah. You know, I kind of wonder if they were only here because of these four shows. That they right. They were people. Just- yeah, it definitely feels like some of the booking is just like, we got to fill out these cards. Yeah. All right, J.D. Drake defeated Dom Garini uh, by pinfall with the drill bit. This was uh, slightly better than average and the best Dom Garini match I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it looks like they're they're pushing Drake, right? I mean, he got two big wins or two yeah, wins. Yeah, and he looked, he looked really good in both matches. It looks like they're, they're, looks like they're pushing him. But we'll wait and see. We'll see yeah. what they, you know, let's see what happens. I mean, he's got the Walter match, and I don't think that there's any way that he comes out of that match not looking great. Right. Right. And just to put him in that spot is right. Is and it's going to be, I can't imagine that that won't be really good. And he won't do a great job. Yeah. So I feel like right. he's going to look good in that match. So yeah, maybe they're pushing him. All right, Josh Briggs defeated Jaka by pinfall with the F5. Um, I mean the, the M5. <laughs> you wrote the F5. Oh, sorry. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I thought this was very good. I thought Briggs sold very well throughout the match. Jaka was excellent. So I like the match a lot in its own context. But here's my thing. Why did Jaka get all those big singles wins? We did this whole thing where Jaka beat Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I think he got a win over Matt Riddle, didn't he? And I think he may have beaten Keith Lee. He beat either Keith Lee or Matt Riddle. There right. was interference, but he, he beat them. And then they had drawn this distinction, or maybe I made this up, you know, because that happens, where Chris Dickinson didn't beat any of those guys. Right. And so I felt like Jaka, they had decided Jaka was the guy, singles guy out of those two. Uh, but then, I mean, I understand they're pushing Josh Briggs, but you don't have to put Jaka in a match with him to lose to him. I don't know. I just feel like Jaka is now adrift. And it's- yeah. And, and Jaka took the pin against Al Sabah in the four way last month. That's right. That's right. So it's like, yeah. You know, no, why did they do that? There, you know, it's just like at a certain point, you're like, why, sh- why, why would we invest in anything they do? Because it never reaches a satisfying conclusion. They start, they start the thing 
and then they changed their minds or got yeah yeah so yeah right. I yeah I don't now really have like yeah no it's sad because it's like I don't really care in the next Jocka big Jocka singles match I'll just be like eh. right not as interested as I once was uh, but it was nice to see Briggs have a, a pretty good match in a, yeah. a long match. It's like, okay, I'm a little more hopeful for this guy's uh, future. I'm more excited to see him than I was before this match. So it mm-hmm. did its job, I guess. Uh, Chris Dickinson attacked Briggs afterwards. Stokely joined him in attacking uh, Briggs. And then, of course, Tracy Williams come out. I be- came out, I believe, as we predicted on the previous show. Not right. Real. That was the thing when that happened. I was like, man, this promotion feels pretty stale when you can just be like, oh, <laughs> this is like the running catch point segment where, you know, yeah. they all come out and have their matches. Yeah. So this blood into Tracy Williams versus Chris Dickinson. We've talked about this a little, so I want to hear your thoughts. I thought this was the best match of the weekend. Um. Also, wait, did we talk about how Stokely sent Dom to the back after he lost? No, we didn't talk about that. Well, that's important because it feels it like it feels like so they're kind of pushing the tension of Stokely and Dom. Seems like they're it seems like they're wrapping things up for Stokely Hathaway, don't you think? Uh, I could see that. Yes. Well, right, the and, way that, and we'll talk about this next match, but it feels like the way that this feud has been booked is that it's ending with Tracy Williams winning the loser leaves town match. I think that's a fair way to go. I, I didn't say that uh, Dickinson defeated Williams here uh, yeah. by crossface while Stokely was uh, gouging his eye with a screwdriver, which yeah. sounds really ridiculous when I say it out loud. Yeah, I think that I, I, enjoyed it. I think I preferred the Darby Allen match in the main event, but I thought that this was very good. They had like good intensity and they beat each other up and it was heated. And yeah, it felt like it felt like in like the old school you know, I'm into the screwdriver, the eye. That's like that set old school heat, I guess. And yeah, it felt like a real feud. Um, it feels like it would have felt better if, you know, this story had been well told leading up to it. Um, but even then, yeah, it felt like they really didn't like each other. And Stoke, Stokely's facials were really good. Just sort of with the spike and just sort of, like his eyes popping out of his head. Um, yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought that this was good. Like this was a good match. They they communicated their disdain for each other, which is really all you can. You know, it's like. Well, uh, let's talk about it in the next match. I got to take, right. but but plays into this. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. Do you remember the catch point rules? Yes. What happened to them? Did they apply to one match and one match only? Yeah, I think that that was just like that. T- no, I think they did, they've done it twice now. Um, but yeah, this wasn't catch point rules. This was like no holds barred. I think. Right. I just yeah. you know we've we haven't talked about catch point rules since then. Uh, yeah. Uh, bizarre. Anyway, uh, Dickinson stayed on Tracy uh, after the match, and uh, Josh Briggs came out and and made the save and uh, ran everybody off. So. All right, the semi-main, Matt Riddle defeated Austin Theory uh, by ref stoppage uh, with strikes. Um, I don't know. This is what I wrote. This was fine, but, like, fuck, why have this dude destroy your guy on his way out? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine, and but it's like Austin Theory is a loser. He's the yeah. FIP champion, but he lost twice this weekend. Yeah, and this one he got knocked out. You know, it's like it's so funny. Because, like, he wins the big match against Keith Lee, 
And then it's like, oh, he's the WWN champion. He's on the rise. He's got these two titles. And now he's just like losing all the time. It's like, yeah, whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing as the things we said a moment ago. So we can just keep moving on. And The most interesting thing to me about this was that Matt Riddle got a haircut in between shows. <laughs> I didn't uh, catch that. Oh, Speaking Saturday, of haircuts. Yeah. Our guy, Timothy Barr. <laughs> Look. I thought it was uncalled for when you made the comments that he probably posts, you know, comments about how, how like, you know, Obama, you know, on Fox News articles online. Sure. And the Democrats. But that's that's a soft fash haircut. <laughs> right? Like you yeah. see a person like that and you're like, this person my instinct is that they're maybe a fascist. Like I'll meet them and see if they're cool or not. Like it's not like he was wearing like a swastika pin on his suit. But like you're like, mm. That's right. Yeah, you're like that guy might have an iron cross tattoo. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, or like a Rhodesian flag in his in a room in his house. You can definitely see it. <laughs> or at the very least it's like a young Republican haircut. Yeah, for sure. Which is it's definitely that. Soft bash. Yeah. Yeah, Rhodes that Rhodesia might be a bridge too far for it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh I, I just I'm really fascinated by so they were in Philadelphia, then they were in Melrose, Massachusetts. Who cut Matt Riddle's hair? Why did he get a haircut in between those two matches? He had the, uh, like, sideburns. It was like maybe he lost the title. He wanted a haircut. Maybe. He had the sideburns in Philadelphia, and then he had, like, an undercut um, in Melrose. I don't know. Very strange. I I feel like Matt Riddle's one of those people who, like, his mom cut his haircut, cut his hair all the way through, like, high school. And then, like, I feel like his wife cuts his hair now. You know, like... We were having a lot of like mean hair takes. I, you know, I shouldn't have said the thing about the hair, but it, it was just like, you know, just something to think about if you're, you know. No, as soon as I saw him, we both had the same the screen, thought. Yes. As soon as I saw him step on the screen, I texted AT and I was like, Tim Barr got a fash haircut. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yeah. And I had the same exact thought independently. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Main event. No, uh, back to Anna Rose. WWE. I think we can all agree. Yes. WWE champion Joey Janela retained Sorry. by defeating Darby Allen after a double stomp. Uh, Austin Theory, you know, again, like uh, like earlier, came out and uh, mixed it up with Darby a little bit here. Um, I don't know. I think this kind of finished for me whether I'm interested in Janela as a wrestler. Like, I'm much more interested in him as a, a galaxy brain thinker than as uh, a between-the-ropes, bell-to-bell wrestler. I thought this was really good, bordering on great. This was my favorite wow. match of the weekend. I thought, I don't know. I liked that they just like kind of went at it. Like the apron spots kind of were their apron spots worked for me. Um, I thought Darby Darby's always great. Like when he was working over the arm, then he's like punching Joey Janela's fist when he had him, you know, looking for that arm bar. Like Darby always communicates desperation and and. And like he really, really wants it. And 
yeah, I thought it was, I really enjoyed this. I felt like it had a lot of drama. I liked Lenny Leonard on commentary mentioning that, you know, Darby kicked out of the package pile driver in his Evolve debut against Ethan, or like he lost the package pile and driver in his first match in Evolve and here he kicks out of it. Um, yeah. I was into it. This one, this one won me over. And cause it's cause I care about Darby Allen. Right. And like Darby Allen is the only guy in this whole promotion who's had well done, consistent, long-term storytelling. Right. They need to book some good feuds, right? Like simple, but just like good that like play out over time. And they have a, they have a minute, a beginning, a middle and an end. Like, cause when you look at it, that's why he's the most interesting person in this promotion is cause he went from the Ethan Page feud to the Zack Sabre Jr. feud, you know, to, you know, he's feuding with his Austin Theory feud is like, they have like a thing, you know, it's like, he's kind of like, you know. And the Walter thing. And the Walter, right. Yeah. I meant to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, and the Walter thing, which again, like they built it up, then they had the match. It was like. And it's, like, clear, like, there's a clear... It's not just that they have issues with each other because, like, they randomly attack each other. But there's, like, he has a clear character with, like, a defined personality in, in, in raison d'etre. And, and it clashes with the other characters that he's up against. The rest of these guys, like, when Austin Theory is feuding with, like, Joey Janela, it's, like they just happen to bump into each other and that's where they're feuding. And it's like, and especially like when you think about like what they could do with AR Fox and Austin theory, like given their backstory and their clashes and styles, like what they're doing with them now in this three-way feud with Joey Janela is like woefully short of the creative potential there. There's a lot to work with and I don't really care about the feud. And there's the easy Janela theory thing of like, Janela looks like a scumbag. Austin Theory is like the clean cut quarterback character, you know. Uh, I'm sure they could do some stuff with him and Penelope that's kind of weird and, you know, whatever. Right. There's just like, there's there's just like, yeah, it just feels like, um, it feels like you're watching a promotion that's like the universe mode on one of those like bad WWE games where it's you just kind of have sort of generic angles that set things up and it's like oh they're fighting now now it's going to be a three-way it's just yeah what, what yeah. we're saying is give the wrong boys the pencil give us the book <laughs> let us do it <laughs> gabe you don't want to do it you're too busy with nxt and we we'll go to a seminar we'll we yeah look <laughs> if we need to take the seminar to do this i'm down to do it um, I'm pretty busy right now, but I can move some things around. Yeah, we'll bring in right? uh, we'll bring in Maxwell. Yeah, we'll bring in our friend Maxwell. Yeah. Um, that'll be yeah. the booking committee right there. The wrong yeah. boys and Maxwell. Yeah. Um, we would just we need to get enough money to bring Zack Saber Jr. back. I think that's yeah, of course first step. First yeah. step, Zack Saber Jr. back. Um. Yeah, I guess we kind of got to mo- get moving because we also have to preview these other yeah, shows. I was like, "Oh, we're finishing up the show now. Yeah, Good app." Yeah, and I was I like, kind of bantering, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" 
we gotta yeah, run I mean, through these shows. I think it'll be quick because, like you said, it's like there's not a lot to talk about about what's going on here. So yeah. All right, Evolve One Ten at is it called Cicero Stadium? Really? Yeah, in, uh, I, I just Chicago. pointed it out in our notes because I was like, oh, it's a different place. They're not running that. Right. I guess they needed a bigger building or progress is like, we're not putting our like show in like the dump town gym. Yeah. It's also like 40 minutes outside of the city. I'm going into the city for a concert after the show. And it's like, Oh crap. I have to rush out of the show to get there. So yeah, it's in Asmara. Oh no, that's a different place. That was, there's a differences. Cicero stadium. That's in, uh, Eritrea in Africa. <laughs> and that was kind of what I had looked up. I was like, oh, it's in Eritrea. That must be like the Chicago suburb. And I was like, oh no, like that's like the country in Africa. Cool. This is this is Cicero, Illinois. Indeed. Um, it's a suburb of Chicago and an incorporated town in Cook County, Illinois. Uh, the population was eighty three thousand three hundred ninety one at the twenty ten census. I'm trying to figure out, like... <laughs> we, we'll read a lot of Wikipedia over. when we book Evolve. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's like, can we can we get a get a photo of this place? Well, let me know when you, you get there. you guys won't be able to see. <laughs> oh, this is kind of cool. So you got floor seats, and then you got some, like, raised bleachers. Um, it has kind of... It's similar to the Elm Core Center in its, in its appearance. Okay. They've, they've had roller derby there. Um, looking through the photos, they've had some wrestling and some boxing. Cool. Um. So yeah, it looks like a pretty good show you're going to, AB. Yeah, we'll see. I'll be there with uh, Epitasis, aka Nate. Oh, man. Yeah. Squad goals. <laughs> is blank, uh, blank going? Blank is Maximus. Blank, blank oh, it will be in the building. Uh, SB will be in the building. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Wow. Couples night at the wrestling. Yeah, we're going to be in the third row. So look for us. Yeah. Uh, we'll be there. I'll probably, I, I didn't, I couldn't hook up with AT to get my Momo shirt to wear to this show. Mm. So I'll bring uh, I'm you the Momo shirt. I have to bring uh, Blankus, uh, a comic, an anime, an anime. An anime porn pillow? An anime, an anime porn pillow um, that he asked. It's not a porn pillow. It's actually a book. I think it's called Shonen. Shoten? Shonen. Um, it's the 50th anniversary of this anime or as it's also known, a manga. I was going to say, I think it's manga if it's in written form. It's You know, it's kind of the same thing. It's like Kleenex versus tissues. You know, sure. they're interchangeable. <laughs> sure. No one will correct us. Um and yeah, so I'm gonna bring him the the comics and New Year shirt. It's gonna be great. all in. I still have to book my flight and my hotel room. I've been really shitty. Yeah, uh, I don't have a hotel yet either. So very busy. You know, got a lot going on. But but I'll we always there. make time for the show, except for when I don't. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. So all right, Chicago. I'll be there 4 p.m. on Saturday, 4 p.m. Central Time, my friends. Yeah. Uh, the main event is Matt Riddle versus Darby Allen. I'm excited about this match, except I feel like they kind of blew everything by having Riddle lose the title on the very first night of this tour. And so now this match has really lost a lot. 
Yeah, and it's although like I guess it's good. It's good that it's not for the title because it would be bad to have Darby Allen lose two straight title matches. Right, Darby should win. Yeah, fair. Um, although I don't think it would have been the right time for him to win the title. Or maybe maybe from Riddle, but not from Strickland. Whatever. Um, yeah. It was funny in the WWN alerts. It was like, Matt Riddle defends versus Darby Allen. And they, I guess they just like forgot to change the language. Yeah, this will be good. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it'll be really good, actually. It'll definitely be good. There's just no stakes. So that's kind yeah. of a bummer. Main event number two, AT, the dream partner tag team match. Okay, everybody be aware that this is billed as the dream partner tag team match. Never in a thousand years did I think that I would see Joey Janela team with Saeed Al-Sabah. <laughs> Three <laughs> months ago, someone would have been like, can you believe that Joey Janela is teaming with Saeed Al-Sabah? And I would have been like, no. And evolve, right? I don't even know who Saeed Al Sabah is. It it does feel like a match that was put together uh, during a fever dream, during a drug induced dream, perhaps. Um, I don't know whose dream it is, but that's what we're getting: Joey Janela and Saeed Al Sabah versus the other dream team of Shane Strickland and Austin Theory, joined by Priscilla Kelly. <laughs> This was it's like so, it's, it's so, like, it's a perfect example of, like, gayism, Yeah. Right? Which is just, like, this sort of, like, um, this, like, hype that's so disingenuous that it's, like, almost endearing because it's, like, obviously self-aware. Like, and it's, like, you can never tell if he thinks he's getting one over on you or he's being self-aware, <laughs> right? But it's, like, yeah. such a, like, yeah. It's just, like, come on, this isn't a dream tag partner match. And actually, and it's, like, hilarious and insulting that you would even suggest to me that I would accept this as a dream partner tag match. But also, like, I appreciate that you're Gabe Sapolsky and this is just, like, what you're going to do. Or, like, this is just, yeah, this is, like, peak, like, yeah, this is peak peak Gabe, I think, is being like I'm slap every time I slap together two random guys who aren't tag team partners, it's a dream partner match. It's almost like not fun to make fun of Gabe about this stuff. It's it like, be, yeah. Cause I'm sure he knows like that this isn't a yeah, I don't well, know. Well don't call it that. No, I'm not I'm not giving him a pass on that because yeah. like it's too ridiculous. But it's like such Gabe that that's what makes it not as fun is that it's like of course. Right. It's yeah. like almost endearing because it's like, I was like, this is the, this is the guy who does the promotion that we talk about every month. Yep. <laughs> this is the I, guy I, we give like hundreds, maybe a thousand dollars to every year. Yeah. Between like live tickets and the WWN. Oh, easy. A thousand dollars, I'd say. Yeah, to say nothing of the media value of this, you know, the the fucking earned media. (laughs) The fucking impressions (laughs) that we deliver every month. Yeah. As content tiers. Yeah, exactly. 
okay, there's going to be a grudge match. Uh, Evolve Tag Team Champion Jaka, joined by Stokely Hathaway, taking on Tracy Williams. You know, just more fluff to build yep. to uh, Dickinson and, and Stokely versus Tracy. Yep. A special challenge match. Walter takes on J.D. Drake. Drake's coming off two straight wins. Walter coming off the Darby loss. We talked about this already. Big spot for J.D. Drake. Uh, and I expect this to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Special attraction match. <laughs> Another game. DJZ takes on AR Fox in a special attraction match. When, of course, they've wrestled three times since December. Uh, AR Fox holds two singles victories. Fox also won a four-way that included Chris Brooks and Jason Kincaid. But I'm sure this will be fun live. No, it'll be good live. But this is weird because it's like it feels like these guys keep wrestling each other, but they don't really have like a story or a rivalry. It just it just right. kind of seems like they keep being like the two guys who at the end of booking the show, they're left and they're like, and he's like, well, all right, well, DJZ versus AR Fox. It'll be good. And it is. Yeah. But it's like DJZ, talented guy, has good matches, has never had any kind of story in Evolve. No. To my knowledge. No. Uh, freelance World Championship match, Isaiah Velasquez. Uh, takes on Matt Nix. I don't have anything to say about this. Yeah. Triple threat match. John Davis takes on Josh Briggs and Anthony Henry. Sure. So that'll be good. It'll be fun. It'll be chill. Yeah. It'll be fine. Six-man tag team challenge. Chris Dickinson, Dom Guarini, and Stokely take on the Skulk. This Actually, this will be great. Yeah. That... Yeah, I really want to see Stokely Hathaway... Not even so much like in the ring, but just like interact with the skulk. I think that yeah. that's comedical. Like I want to see Tommy Maserati and Stokely Hathaway mix it up. I was just. I need to see what happens when they like try to clown on him and how he responds. Yes. This is going to be yeah. This is maybe my. I'm really looking forward to Walter versus JD Drake, but I think yeah. this might be my 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 main event. I was just thinking like, uh, I'm kind of not as excited about this show as I want to be since I'm going yeah. live. But it's like you get Matt Riddle versus Darby Allen, Walter versus JD Drake, and you get Stokely Hathaway and the Skulk in one match. No, this is this is I think that like this is, this is this is the best on paper. This looks like the best show of this bunch. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Evolve One Eleven. It is in Livonia, Michigan, on Sunday at four p.m. Um, the main event is the WWN Championship Triple Threat Match. The champion. Joey Janela with Penelope Ford takes on Austin Theory with Priscilla Kelly and A.R. Fox with Ayla and the Skulk. Got anything? Yeah, I think, I don't know. It's like, whatever, this championship doesn't matter. This feud feels thrown together. And I hate triple threats. I hate, I don't really like triple threats. I don't care for triple threats as much. But this crowd rules always. So. Yeah, the Livonia crowd is always good. And like, oh, it'll, be, just- it'll be good. I meant It'll to say good. earlier that the Mich- the Massachusetts crowd, uh, to my great dismay, really proved how big a star Adam Cole is because it was not full, let's say. Right. Yes. And not as loud, although it was still a good crowd. I think they did a good job. That was smart. The Adam Cole thing was smart because they pulled in and cultivated a nice crowd that is really into the product. Yeah. And so they were, they were very hype, even though there weren't that many of them. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. All right. The, uh, you know, what the whole week or two weekends have been building to career versus career. Uh, 
I quit handicap match. Tracy Williams versus Chris Dickinson and Stokely Hathaway. Uh, Dickinson's career is not on the line. Just Tracy and Stokely. I tend to agree with you that we're building the Stokely losing here. It's the only maybe they'll surprise us. But it feels like the way this feud has been booked with like Tracy constantly getting beaten up. Like, right. I don't know. Maybe they just like embarrass him and send him off. But but it hasn't been. It just doesn't feel like like pro wrestling storytelling is like not usually. It's like you would think Tracy gets his comeuppance here. Um, or no, Sto- Tracy gets his revenge, right? And Stokely gets his comeuppance, right? Even and though it's a two-on-one match, <laughs> even though it's a two-on-one match, um, I think that this is going to be really good. I I can't yeah. imagine Stokely's going to deliver here in his way, right? Absolutely, you know, like this is going to have this is going to be good and weird and funny and violent and yeah i mean obviously rooting for chris dickinson and stokely hathaway of um, course but uh you know we also have we have other reason to believe that stokely's uh losing this match which we may discuss on a later episode i don't show. think so <laughs> i uh we don't have any scoops no, we don't have any scoops. Yeah. We don't have any scoops at all. We just have reason to believe that Stokely might be moving on. I wouldn't even go that far. I, 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 uh, this is just, you know. It's my speculation. It's say. AB's conjecture. Yes. Evolve 100. Anytime anything is controversial is said on this podcast, I immediately <laughs> uh, separate I myself. I and, think that's uh, controversial. Yeah. Uh, you know, people do things for weird reasons. That's all I'm saying. People mm. have their reasons when they do things. Mm. Evolve 100 rematch that everyone's been ra- waiting for. Matt Riddle takes on J.D. Drake. Uh, their first match was really good. Yeah. Uh, J.D. Drake got over in getting close with Riddle and losing to him. Riddle really put him over hard. I, you know, In any rational world, uh, Drake would, would get the win here and uh, send off Matt Riddle. This is a big weekend for J.D. Drake. Singles matches against yeah. Walter and Matt Riddle. He won yeah. twice last weekend. It seems like they've, they've picked a guy to push. Yeah, it appears that way. Well, good luck to J.D. Drake. Here, here it yeah. is. Best of luck. You're at, you're at the plate now, you know? <laughs> the metaphor. For, uh, uh, you're at the plate. Yeah. Uh, big non-title. Non-title bonus main event. Oh yeah, Evolve Champion Shane Strickland takes on DJ Z. Uh, also, I just want to say that Tracy Williams versus Chris Dickinson and Stokely Hathaway should go on last. Um, of course, just want to get that on last. Yeah, but uh, anyway, bonus main event: Shane Strickland versus DJ Z. This will be good. Who knows? Maybe Strickland will lose to DJ Z to like set up a match later down the road because. I did notice, uh, you know, they started announcing the September shows and Strickland's only on one, just like he was only on one, what, last month? And it's like, I don't know. I just saw that he signed a deal with MLW. It's like, well, what really are his um, obligations or whatever? Is he going to be available? I mean, it's weird to have your champion not working. Although it might be good, right? No, I think it's actually good because then you don't have to have them wrestle in like dumb non-title matches. Our friend yeah. uh, Kara, 
friend of the show, uh, and uh, an Evolve Evolve Pod guest, Caro, uh, tweeted that she was um, fundamentally opposed to. I can't remember the tweet, but it was like, "I'm against non-title matches for ideological reasons," and uh, I agree with that assessment. I agree. A special challenge match. Walter takes on Anthony Henry. So he's getting both of the workhorsemen two nights in a row. And I guess maybe this will give us a sense of who of the two of them is, is actually getting pushed. Yeah. And where they see Anthony Henry. Right. Now there was a great interaction between those two. Right. Last month. Yeah. And so I, it, which made me look forward to this match. It feels a little stale now, but I'm, uh, but thinking back to that, I was very excited about it. So this should be good. Yeah. And the special challenge match number two, Evolve Tag Team Champion Jaka takes on Saiv Al Sabah. Sabah pinned Jaka in a four way uh, back in June at Evolve 107. Yeah. So that'll be a match that will happen. And there will be more with Darby Allen, Josh Briggs, John Davis, and others, AT. Yeah. It's like, what are they doing with Josh Briggs? Like, shouldn't be, he be in featured matches? It's hard to say because it feels like they're pushing him. No, maybe they're doing the right thing by Josh Briggs. Maybe they're actually going to try to like book a person good. And they're like, you know, giving him wins and getting him over, but not exposing him. Maybe so. He's undefeated so far. Right. And that's good. You should build people up slowly. You don't have to just like, you know. That's true. It's just, you know, it's just they're, hard they're right not now. putting him in spots where he like can't succeed. That's true. They're putting yeah, him they, in spots where he's going to succeed. That's like good. If you have someone that you want to be popular, you should try to um, set them up for success. That's my. That's I think if they gave us the book, that's that would be something I'd try to do. That's like at, at one ten, they're throwing him in there in this triple threat, including John Davis, who, like I said, mm-hmm. is a excellent solid wrestler who's going to uh, help Briggs through the match, you know, a veteran, Anthony Henry, who's also very experienced. So yeah, maybe they're doing the right thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've talked about everything from 108, 109, 110, and 111. We will be back sometime next week to uh, review 110 and 111. Um, You know, if, Aaron can continue to make time for uh, the Evolve pod. I mean, it really just depends. Wow. Next week, maybe a solo show. Um, Just me, sadly, talking to myself. I I mean, look, I missed a couple shows. I missed three shows. But I'm back. I'm giving people the quality content. Um, I missed the show's for a good reason. Um, yeah, now I'm back. Uh, I think uh, I see myself being on next week's shows. I'll let you. I'll let you know if something comes up. How about that? <laughs> that, that felt really uh, like it's really going to happen. Uh, the best. Uh, the best tweet that I've seen lately, at was yours. Uh, your conversation with Alyssa when you're asking like how do people have all this time to like work and then organize and, you know, do all this other stuff. And she suggested uh, softly that perhaps they don't spend so much time on Twitter. Yeah. Good <laughs> advice. That's, that's one thing I love about Alyssa. She gives great advice. 
Uh, she's honest. Yeah, I'm look forward, looking forward to meeting Alyssa uh, at All In. Yeah, she roasted me on the way out the door. This, we're recording in the morning, and yeah. Alyssa, Alyssa's like on vacation for like two months now because she works on um, a TV show. Um, right. Prop Promares is why why it's snack. You can find it on HBO Go uh, if you have your parents, you know, cable subscription or whatever. It's a really good show. I'm super proud of her for working on it and as, as a researcher. And um, but TV is sick because you just. It's like being a teacher, but you don't have to deal with like shitty kids, but you just get the summer off. Um, and obviously, I think being a teacher is a super cool profession, but you know, but I would not want to deal with like 13 year olds in any event. Uh, she's just been off, she's hanging out. So we're recording in the morning and she got a chance to talk to AB face to face for the first time. And, uh, AB was like, does posting count as meeting each other? And she was like, yeah, that's how Aaron makes all his friends. <laughs> it was it was savage, to be honest. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that. Because yeah. it was a smile and then just walks out. So, yeah. All right. I think that's it. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at EvolvePod. Uh, AT is at AP Taub and I'm at Aaron Like the Car. Subscribe and rate and review and all those good things. And, uh, Just keep listening. Keep checking in with us. We will be back sometime next week, and I look forward to talking to you all then. So for Aaron, I'm Aaron. See you next time. Bye, all.